everybody, and welcome to episode number four, where I'm here back with performance coach John Denny. Today's episode is titled Recovery Starts in the Mind. John and I both have interesting perspectives on recovery as it pertains to achieving peak levels of performance from both the physical side and the other parts of that triangle, the mind and the spirit. Now, this could be after injury or even just when we are striving to improve our own performance throughout our journey. With that said, let's dive into it. John, welcome back. Ah, super psyched to be back. Um, yeah, I love I love talking about recovery. It's one of my favorite areas, you know, and you think about recovery sometimes from an injury, but, you know, we recover from a workout. We recover Absolutely. from a game. We recover from a, a you know, from a match or a, or a, or a game, you know, if we go out and compete. So there's a lot of elements to recovery and we're almost always recovering. You know, we recovery from a long night out too. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm excited to get into your mind with this topic. So my first question that comes to my mind when I think about this topic is how we can define recovery. And so I want each of our perspectives here. So I'm going to get my own my own perspective out of the way so we can hear you speak. In in my book, Injured to Elite, I define recovery as what our body undergoes when pushed towards its current limits in order to adapt and grow in its environment. It's really never fully ach achieved nor perfectly managed. John, what are your thoughts on defining recovery? I think defining recovery means getting back to our natural condition. We start in a state of calm, a state of peace. And then when we go out, we go under stressful situations, we compete in a big situation, we work out, we get injured, then we have to let our natural condition is health. And if we let things go, we heal. If, we, if you cut yourself, that cut's going to heal by itself. You don't have to do much. There's not much you can do. And same thing about recovery. We almost have to get out of the way to let it happen. I think that's that's very interesting as we kind of think about both of our different perspectives. So mine, me being the physical therapist, I tend to think of this in terms of when we're put it, pushing our bodies to a certain state and trying to improve that state. But we really also have to take into consideration, as you're just saying, the element that this is our natural condition. So I, I love that. I think that really sums it up. And our bo our body really heals in the rest cycle. You know, you heal and you heal while you're sleeping. You heal while you, you certainly don't heal while you're working out or stretching because you're right. using your mind for that. So, you know, you heal during the times of quiet sometimes. Right, right. What is what is the first and most important step towards optimizing one's recovery in the mind as you see it? Having a system having a system and being able to get back to center. So whether that's your yoga practice, your Tai Chi practice, your meditation practice, your prayer, whatever it is, it's being able to have a baseline that you're comfortable with and, and getting back to it. So I think that having a system is the most important step. So we think of having a system when we have a physical recovery, whether that's if some people like to use ice or if they like to get a certain type of manual therapy or massage done. But I think we don't have a systematized approach in our mind. So what, what is one of the 
biggest tools that you teach your clients and and use in in your own daily practice? You know, the the best approach I've found to managing stress and managing ourselves in the present moment is something I, I teach every client. It's called the reset breath or quick coherence. And it's quickly how to refocus the mind, getting back into the present moment. And then it's how to take a proper breath, calming the heart and nervous system. And then it's thinking a positive thought. And as you've seen with the heart rate variability training, we can completely change our physiological response. Now, when we get into that coherence, I believe that that's where recovery really happens. When we can calm each and every cell of the body, then we change that. We change it. We change that foundation for recovery, really. Interesting. And so can you just scientifically, just real quick, coherence, what, what exactly is that? Okay. First of all, I'm not a scientist, but I'll give you my layman's idea of it. Sounds great. So, so the, the, fir- the first part of it is self-regulation. So what we call it is, is it's the ability to control your mind, your body, and your thoughts at the same time, which translates really into controlling the physiology. So now you suddenly become in control of your, of your, even your, like, your hormonal system. I can show you you're in control of your cardiac system, but then you can be in control of your hormonal system. You can be wow. in control of your muscular system. You can be in control of all these different systems, which, you know, really we thought were almost autonomic, autonomic right? But they're not. They're, they're, you know, they're, they may be autonomic when you're not paying attention to them, but we can make them very, very conscious. So that's interesting. So it sounds like then if we, like you mentioned, we have control of our cardiac system to some degree, our heart rate, you talked about the heart rate variability. So it starts with controlling the heart to some degree or controlling heart rate. Would that be fair to say? It starts with controlling your mind. And then when you decide, okay, I'm getting under stress. Now what's the first thing I have to do then is control your breathing. Controlling heart is a, it's a, it's sort of a secondary thing. You don't do it consciously. It's not something like, man, I got to go calm my heart down. No, I got to think, no, I got to take a breath. Right. I have to refocus my mind. The heart is like the effect. So got it. that's sort of like, that's going to be the effect of this action I take. When I take this action, my heart is going to be how I can prove that it worked. Here's, here's what I have control over, David. I have control over what I'm focused on. I can be focused on my problem or I can be focused on my solution or myself, right? I can change what I'm focused on inside or out, but I have this ability to focus. Then I, as far as my body goes, in the moment, the really the only thing I can, really can do to control it, my body is to breathe. Right. And that's why you find it at the, you find breathing at the basis of everything, of every anxiety, you know, every anxiety course, every martial art starts with breathing, every meditation. I don't care if you're doing mindfulness, TM, the harmony exercise, they all have breathing in them. So breathing is a huge important thing. <clears throat> and then the third thing we have control over is our thinking. What are you thinking about, man? We get it and and as you know with with the harmony exercise we get a toolbox of thoughts. 
You know, I'm going to be thinking these principles because those are my, that's my recovery. That's where I want to recover to. I want to recover to health. I want to recover to harmony. I want to recover to gratitude and peace. You know, I want to recover to these things which are my natural condition, really. Okay, great. So you know what? I can use a good refresher. Can you walk me through a reset breath, John? All right. So the reset breath has three parts. And I know how much you love that triangle from the YMCA, the mind-body-spirit triangle. But the first part is to quiet the mind, and that is heart focus. So we bring our mind's attention. It helps if you close your eyes and really just think to the area around your heart, bringing your full awareness to the area around your heart. I'm going through this this now. This is super important because this gets us in the here and now. If I can really focus in my heart, I'm going to be sitting in this chair with my mind and my body. The second thing I want to do is take a nice full breath. It might be into the count of four or five with a nice pause and then out to the count of four or five. And most of the magic happens on the exhalation. Third thing we want to do is think a good thought. I always think gratitude first, you know, just think the thought, thank you. So take a nice breath in, focusing on the heart. And on the exhale, just think, thank you. Everything's going all right. And what that does to the physiology is absolutely unbelievable. Talking about science, you know, you hook someone up to this computer, you bring them through that reset breath, and I go, watch what your heart's going to do right now. And you watch what the heart does, goes up, and all the tension gets released. And, you know, it's magic. It is absolutely magical. It, it is. And I feel better already. I'm not just saying that. I really do. And so I want to go into that a little bit. John and I, when we first met, he brought, he showed me heart math and the heart rate variability monitor. And the, exactly what, what John's describing now is what he showed me. And the ability to coach me and to kind of give me some feedback, biofeedback really on this whole process is really empowering. So it's, this is no different than somebody getting coached on an exercise or a a physical therapy exercise or a strength and conditioning exercise. This is the same thing. And so the, the, the heart rate variability we'll talk about a little bit more in a minute, but it's almost like a mirror for the emotions. When you, when you go check yourself out in the mirror in the morning and, you know, and you shave or put your makeup on or whatever, you, you're, you're getting instant feedback of how you look. Well, when you hook yourself up to heart rate variability, you get instant feedback of how you're feeling. And are you having an emotional response? Are you in an emotional state or are you in a self-regulated calm state? Which are you in? And through that simple skill I just taught you, you can change your entire state in the moment. And that, to me, I've been doing it for 20 years. I still get goosebumps when I watch people do it. And and as far as I'm concerned, whoever is listening to this podcast, you should go. There's a great one by HeartMath right now called The Inner Balance. It's for your telephone. It costs 100 bucks. It's Bluetooth. And you can start playing with this heart rate variability right on your telephone. So instead of tele- your telephone killing you, it can actually heal you. Wow. I, I'm going to have to check that out. I haven't checked that out yet. That's, that, cool. that's one. Everyone should have that machine. You, I mean... Wherever you are in a subway, in a travel, you just flip it, flip on your phone and it'll show you your heart rate variability waves and you can just start to change them with your breathing and your thinking and your focus and stay calm. 
as the day goes on. I love it. So we covered a lot, uh, a lot just right there in that one question. And that's great. In terms of heart rate variability, maybe we can just give a little, we could talk about that a little bit in terms of what, what heart rate variability is and how it affects recovery. Give the layman's, the layman's version of heart rate variability. I don't know. You sound pretty yeah. scientific when you talk about it. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how many, I don't know how many, uh, readings of our heart there are, but basically we think of our heart beats per minute. You know, I have a resting heart rate of 70 beats per minute. Everybody's got beats per minute. And when I go exercise, I get up to 150 beats per minute. And when I, I can recover, you know, to 120 beats, but we talk about beats per minute. That's when you talk about pulse. Well, heart rate variability is a secondary reading, which is really showing the beat to beat changes of the heart because our heart beats in it goes up and down, changes, every beat's different. Now, when the beat-to-beat changes are coherent, you get in something we call parasympathetic activity, is when we're in sort of control of these waves. Sympathetic activity, or what they call fight or flight, is when that heart rate variability is irregular. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 a, it's a secondary reading, which is really not used hardly at all in the medical field. I mean, I've shown this stuff to cardiologists and I've shown it to anesthesiologists and they went to medical school and it was like a one day refresher course because it's, it's not really, it's not something they concern themselves with. You know, it's not whether you're alive or dead. It's just whether you're stressed or not stressed. So which they should concern themselves with more, but they don't. Right. Well, from my perspective in the performance world with the physical therapists and the strength and conditioning experts out there, heart rate variability is something that is getting a ton of attention over the last several years. And a lot of professional baseball teams are including different monitors, the Morpheus and the Omega wave and several devices to, to measure it. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have probably some type of device or, or use this at home, but the, the important thing here, the take home is heart rate variability can be affected by something like a reset breath. Yes. So all those machines you just talked about and people talk about heart rate variability and yeah, measuring my heart rate variability when I'm asleep. Well, I don't even get that. That's fine and dandy. And it's, it's nice to see how your baseline heart rate variability is. I'm talking about using heart rate variability as a training aid, as something, a recovery aid, something that we can use to aid in our recovery, not something that you're reading at night. So I'm going to take 20 minutes and I'm going to do heart rate variability training. I'm actually going to sit here. If a matter of fact, I could almost call this westernized meditation. I'm using my computer Ah. to get the benefits of meditation while controlling my heart rhythms through breathing, focus, and thinking. It's really somebody who doesn't want to go to India and learn how to meditate, some kind of guru. This is like, this is like new age meditation or scientific meditation or whatever, but you're, you're using a computer aid. And, and I'll tell you, that's another thing that's beautiful about this stuff too. Finally, our computers are helping us do something for our health, you know, and, and it's amazing. I mean, let's get back to recovery. There is nothing we can do better than learn, than learn how to self-regulate and take control of ourselves and get us in the right frame of mind so that nature can take its course and we can get back to our natural condition. That's where heart rate variability is a very, very powerful tool. 
Interesting. So we're talking about training it. So I think that is a good distinction to make, and that's unique. And I like what you said about a mirror into our emotions or a mirror into our emotional state. I really yeah. like that. So coming to the next point I wanted to talk about with meditation and recovery. Of course, we can't we can't have you on here and not speak a, a little bit about meditation specifically. So there's one comment you once mentioned to me that really stuck with me. You mentioned that meditation can be, I don't remember the exact phrase, if it's better than sleep or just as effective as sleep. Well, I, I heard a quote one one time that 15 minutes of good meditation is as effective as three hours of sleep. And I don't know where it came from and I'm not going to dig up the thing, but you know, I believe that I believe. And when you really look what your physiology is going through, when you really get deep into meditation, it's incredibly good for recovery. So uh, imagine if you could just add a few hours of sleep into your night just by meditating. So I, I think that's, uh, very important. And you know, I mean, everything we talk about, when you when you talk about any of this self-regulation, you talk about focusing the mind, you talk about breathing right, you talk about thinking the right thoughts, you know, that is meditation. You know, hooking yourself up to the computer, that that's meditation. All, all these things are forms of meditation and the foundation of meditation, you know, it all works. But Whatever whatever journey someone's on, if they're listening to us right now, it doesn't really matter which way they're coming in. Just look to the next thing and, and you know, it's simple. Keep it simple, you know? Yeah, I think sometimes the more intuitive and the more fundamental stuff is much more powerful than getting into the, in this day and age with performance, people are getting stuck on minutia and things that might not really be even close as relevant. So I think that's, I think that's great. And so I also wanted to, and we already really touched on this, but emotional and thought regulation to improve recovery. So maybe since we did speak about this already pre pretty good, we're, the, the message I'm getting, because I always learn as we talk and as we're doing these podcasts, I'm actually learning. That's why I'm actually today I'm not speaking much because I think it, I'm, I'm actually processing, which is, which is great. <laughs> really? Well, me too. I'm learning too. I'm processing. And so. But I think, well, let's, before we run away from the thought, we, we've talked about it and we, we did talk about the focus and getting to your heart. We've talked a lot about the breathing and how important that is, but you know, really the thinking and, and that's what we learn how to do in the harmony. And that's what we learn how to do with the heart math. But what are the thoughts that will improve recovery and what are the thoughts? So, you know, we've learned these, I am statements and realizing, you know, I am recovering fast. I am healthy. I am all is going well. I'm improving. Cause I'll tell you one thing that can really stop recovery is damn, I can't believe I have this injury, man. This is taking forever to heal. I don't think this, this might never heal. Those are the thoughts which can end a career. Those are the thoughts which can destroy a person's happiness. We need to know that we're getting back to our natural condition. So why don't we claim it now? I am already recovered. I am healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm playing better than I've ever played. And even at the beginning of our recovery, we can be thinking those thoughts, you know, so that will really improve our recovery. Because if we think the other ones, we can slow down our recovery. What could take a month to heal could take a year. That reminds me of when I am working with a 
lot of times professional baseball player in the in the baseball setting early on, they were focusing and dwelling on the things they couldn't do. For instance, if they couldn't pitch, they would be focusing on that thought, I can't pitch. And something that I started writing about and started coaching my my athletes on was focus on what they can do. And then fast forward and you taught me this, if you resist, it will persist, right? So replacing thoughts, right? You talk, you talk about replacing thoughts and how if you resist, it will persist. So for instance, right. with a pitcher, when I'm working with them and they are just thinking about my elbow is injured and I can't throw a baseball. Well, if they, if they just keeping that thought, it persists, right? But what if they replace that thought with, oh, I could train my lower body. I can become a student of the game, focusing on the things that they have the abilities to do in the, in the injured or the debilitated moments, focusing on reestablishing those things. Yeah. Your goals, you, 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 you were right on with that coaching. That's for sure. You know, and that's, so what, what I was explaining to me by some of the people who taught me this stuff is we want to be monitoring our thoughts. You know, if, if you think some thought and it makes you feel bad, you want to replace it. You need to replace it. If, if I think some thought of somebody that's done me wrong and that comes up and I feel a thought of anger come over, I need to replace that and say, okay, you know what? I'm sorry that happened. You know, I forgive that person. I forgive myself for holding that person and I got to let that go, but I need to replace that thought of anger or otherwise it's going to eat me up and it's going <laughs> to prolong recovery. You know, mm. I mean, whatever, uh, you know what, you know what prolongs recovery, adrenaline, cortisol, all these freaking things that we get while we're doing our, while we're, while we're performing, you know, and we want it during per performance, we want adrenaline, we want cortisol, we, you know, how would a football player play without those things? But I'll tell you one thing, we don't want them during recovery and, and just the littlest thought about somebody who's done you wrong can give us a shot of adrenaline, a surge of cortisol. With what you just said, this is one kind of statement, I guess you can call it that I, that I've thought about and I've said in some talks is sometimes the mind gets in the way of the body, especially after injury. Sometimes the mind gets in the way of the body. And, and that's, that's, I think what we're getting at here. It's getting the mind in alignment with the body. So the whole idea, if you've heard that one of the big problems is the mind can block the recovery, well, what we're trying to do with this whole podcast, with this whole talk we've had today, is get our mind and our body aligned so that we can get back to our natural condition. I think that sums it up, John. I think that's there's nothing more for us to say there. John, thank you so much for doing episode number four with me. This has been a really, really cool podcast to record with you because what is more important than recovery for those out there that are not just getting through their injury, but making that life transformation. So again, I know you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it to you again, head over to the harmonyexercise.com to start with that, to get your guided meditation going every morning. And please go listen to our first three podcasts. And I look forward to sharing more of these podcasts with you, John. I think we have a lot to, to talk about together. I love, I love getting this information out there with you, David. This has been a real good experience. And I look forward to talking to you soon about our next topic. Thanks, John. Thank you, listeners, and enjoy the rest of your day.